Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to the Talking Wyndham podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier and today we meet a man who is very well known. When you mention the word Werribee, his name invariably comes up as, isn't he from there? Uh, The man I'm talking about was recently inducted into the Australian Cricket Hall of Fame and deservedly so, Mervyn Gregory Hughes. Uh, Australian cap number 332, 53 tests, 33 one-day internationals, numerous appearances for Victoria in the Shield and in uh, all the uh, uh, forms of the cricket that Victoria play in. He took 212 wickets at test level, scored 1,032 runs, got a hat-trick against the West Indies, a most unusual hat-trick, and had a top score of 72 not out. On top of all that, he played 95 games for the Werribee Football Club and the VFA back in the old days and uh, kicked 57 goals. So a bit of an all-round sportsman but more than, and a very well-known fisherman, I should add, uh, with his Merv Hughes fishing uh, television program about to enter yet another new season. So we're talking about all those things, but of course, more than anything else, he's uh, just a good bloke and been a mate of mine for many, many years. So I'm happy to have him on our Talking Wyndham podcast today for the Committee for Wyndham. Don't forget, of course, check out the Facebook page and their website for details of all the programs that are coming up and opportunities that might be available to you to be part of those programs and uh, part of some of the initiatives that are coming up for the Committee for Wyndham. Make sure you check that out, the Facebook page and the website. But now let's get to our guest for this week, Mervyn Gregory Hughes. Hey, Merv, thanks for joining us on the Talking Wyndham podcast. How are you? Yeah, going very, very well. Congratulations on the uh, induction into the Australian Cricket Hall of Fame. Um, must feel really nice. Um, yeah, it's a bit overwhelmed, to be honest, Kev. Um, I found out about it in November. I um, had to keep it quiet, which obviously was very hard to do. And then um, to have the presentation at the MCG in front of Bay 13 was, was very special. It's been a special place for you, the MCG, hasn't it? Uh, a lot, of, a lot of the great cricket memories of your time uh, had in that stadium. Um, yeah, for sure. So, home ground, obviously being a Victorian in the Australian side, playing at the MCG, uh, the support we got from the crowd was amazing, and especially the support I got from the guys in in Bay Thirteen, that was phenomenal. Your competitive sporting uh, career goes back to the third grade at Werribee Primary, I think, doesn't it? <laughs> it goes back a fair way. I think it was even instilled into me before before school days. To be honest, though, Dad was a, a pretty competitive sports person, um, and you, you sort of brought up if, if you're going to play anything, you play to win. So um, if you if you play Monopoly, if you play Snakes and Ladders, if you play um, any any anything that there's an outcome on, um, win or lose, you, you play to win, and and you you don't play to be a part of it. When did you move to Werribee uh, with with your dad? That was obviously with his teaching. Um, yeah, so dad dad moved around a fair bit. Born in Yarrawa, um, went down to Apollo Bay for a couple of years. Yep. Um, then we're back in Yarrawa, and then we moved down to Werribee for the first time. And we'll back up at Bowertown, back to Werribee, up to Myrtleford, back to Werribee. Um, most of my school days, school years were were at Werribee. So as I say now, Kevin. 
Um, I was born in Yarrawa. I live in Essendon, but where is his home? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, a lot of the your early, as we mentioned, your early kind of uh, competitive uh, games were, were in the in the playground at uh, at Werribee. Cricket and footy. Now we'll talk about your your footy in more detail in a tick. But uh, did you think one was which? Did you think was going to win one over the other? And which was winning uh, in your head? Uh, probably football, to be honest. Yeah. Um, when I was probably 16, 17, um, came back from, from Myrtleford and Dad, if Dad got a teaching job in Sunshine, he had one at Albion, he always came back to Werribee because it was very much back then uh, the real sort of uh, country town in the suburbs and it had great sporting structure. So it had all the sports. It had obviously the VFA footy, the sub-district cricket. Um, it had different divisions and, and different leagues of cricket and football around the place. Um, had your basketball, your tennis, so uh, it had the lot. And and Dad always thought that it'd be a better place to grow up in than than anywhere else. So um, to to come back from from Myrtleford, um, I was playing footy up there. So I played under nineteens, came back playing under nineteens here. The first year I was back and got promoted into the seniors. And I, I just thought football was going to going to take centre stage, and probably at that stage was more focused on the on the football than the, than the cricket, to be honest. Was it when you went to Footscray to play uh, district cricket and, and start your kind of journey there? Was that when the cricket thing started to, to, to take over or was the football always – you played 95 games for the Werribee Footy Club, so you, you played a lot of VFA, VFA footy. Yeah, VFA games. So um, 78, I got in, 79, 80. Um, and the, the thing about – uh, the the 80s season, I got invited down to Geelong, so it wasn't a draft as it is today. It was virtually the zone, so where you live tied you to a club. Yep. Went down to Geelong and uh, trained down there um, and got selected to play for Victoria fairly quickly. Um, we had a few retirements and a few guys. Um, I think Rod McCurdy went to South Australia. Ian Cullen was injured. Maxie Walker, Alan Hurst retired, so there was a, a big opening. And I, I'd sort of done um, well in the finals in the seconds for, for Footscray and then the next year in the finals of the, the one, so won the grand final um, and had a bit of a reputation for, for being a, a bit quick and a bit nasty. Um, <laughs> and then um, when I went down to Geelong, I got picked virtually from nowhere to play for Victoria. You, you find out um, a few years later that it was a bit of a ploy to stop guys going and crossing over the football because a lot of guys choose football over cricket, obviously, because there's more opportunity. Yep. So I got the opportunity to play for Victoria. Um, really enjoyed that. And I actually had a talk to Geelong because we were playing our Shield games down at, at Cadinia Park back then. And um, um, Billy... No, I'm, I'm, Billy Goggin? Billy Goggin, thank you. I'm just... I'm just saying I've got all these um, names going around in my head. Um, Sheehan, who was down there, um, and McMaster. So I think it was um, Bill McMaster was down there too from memory. Yeah. And I just remember having a talk to them. They said, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, I've been picked to play for Victoria. Um, what about I'll, I'll play till the end of the season. If you're still keen to get me down there, give us a, give us a call at the end of cricket season. Yeah. Um, and as I said, that was 19, 1980. I'm, I'm still waiting for the phone call. <laughs> so, I, yeah, but I see, I, see, I see Billy Goggin around every now and then. I ran into him once at the airport and he just said, yeah, 
probably probably made the right decision not ringing you. So, <laughs> um, no, all good. But he, he sort of remembers the time down there, which was a, a bit of a thrill too. So to run into him and, and have a talk about um, the situation is always good. Was Werribee a bit of a sanctuary for you in the heady days of, uh, you know, your footy career able to kind of escape from the, the limelight and sort of come home to Werribee and not hide, but, you know, be able to just be you? Um, yeah, very um, – boys boys at Werribee, mates at Werribee, brought me back to earth pretty quickly. <laughs> so I was, I was getting ahead of myself. Um, I'd be pull your head in and I was going through a tough time. You, you just know that you had uh, great support. So – you know, blokes like Gavin Whiting and Danny Burns and, and Clint Prismore, guys that I grew up with um, that have still got great mates today, um, they were just, yeah, just rock solid. So um, if I was starting to get a little bit ahead of myself, um, you just get a clip on the back of the head and, you know, pull your head in. Very um, much. You, very you're, much you're not that good. Way. Yeah, yeah, you're not that, that good. Or you know, if I was going through a bit of a tough time, you, you always, you always had, like I said, you always had their support. So... Uh, mate, it was just it was just a great place to grow up and have some, some great mates and um probably the thing that hit home for me when, when I got inducted into the Hall of Fame to, to hear from guys that I played um cricket with twenty, thirty, forty years ago, um, before I got down to, to Footscray. Um yeah, it was it was yeah, just overwhelming to be honest. It was great. What are your memories of uh, Churnside Park back in that time when you played those 95 games and kicked the 57 goals for the Werribee <laughs> Footy Club? Different looking joint to what it is now. Oh, mate. Um, yeah. Well, we had a very simple game plan uh, at Werribee back then. Mm. Um, just kick it to Kevin Lease. Yes. And if we could do that, we could win games. And if we couldn't couldn't get it to Lisey, we didn't win games. But, <laughs> um, mate, yeah, just uh, you know, kicking to the swimming pool end was always good. We used to love coming home to that. Um, the probably the the big one was the um, the outer wing, um, so where the scoreboard was. Uh, just remember, everyone told just chase it out there because it goes a little bit uphill. Ball yep. always bounces back into play. Um, so we had it over the opposition, and that probably helped us win those two games a year every year. <laughs> Pity you didn't get to the hundred games though. Um, yeah, a little bit disappointing, but towards towards the end, I was, <clears throat> I was coming out of. Had a football season in the cricket season with a, a weak left ankle, so I could carry it through the football. Yeah. And as soon as you tie and bowl on it, you realise that, that um, you can't do it. And an 85 to me was probably the turning point where I decided to to stop playing football. And Gavin um, Whiting, so snapper, um, yeah. was going on a trip around Australia. And I said, Here you go with He said, No. And I thought, I thought to myself, if I stay here, I'll play football again. So what I wanted to do was was get away because at that stage I played um, three or four years for Victoria, um, and I wanted to get away, get myself 100 percent fit, uh, and have no injuries going into the cricket season uh, to to give myself every chance. And I uh, got back from that trip um, really fit, uh, no no sort of lingering injury problems, and um, yeah, just started the season shield season with a bang and. 1985 was the, the year that we lost a, a heap of players to the, the Rebel Tour in South Africa yeah. and, and got an opportunity to play test. And again, you, you get a taste of it. Um, and although I only played the one test and got dropped, you want to do the work to get back in. Yeah. Did you sort of think at any stage that that test might have been it? 
Well, 123 a fifth ball back and two drop catches. <laughs> uh, to be honest, Kevin, I, I couldn't see myself playing another one. But um, the things that I learned over there under Alan Border and Bob Simpson, um, so basically I always thought it was uh, quantity of training. So you used to train longer hours. But I found out under them it was quality of training. Yep. So you can't you can't maintain 100% for three hours. So if you, you cut it down to an hour, an hour and a half, and you train at 100%, so you lift your inten- intensity of training, that helps you more than training for longer at low in- intensity. Um, so took that on board and um, introduced that into the, the training regime and, and paid dividends. Yep. 53 tests, uh, 212 wickets, 1,032 runs, a hat-trick, a top scorer of 72, a terrific uh, cricket career. One of the things that was talked about when you were inducted into the Hall of the Fame was, you know, how you played a lot through pain. Uh, how is the body these days, Mervyn? Um, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> um, it's been pretty well abused for, for close on 60 years now, Kevin, so it's, yes. it's, uh, it's doing very well. Um, <laughs> I just... You know, I, I got out of it okay. Probably uh, weak shoulders. Um, for for mine is that um, the once you lose your, the power through your shoulders, um, you you um, you lose your your strength into the wicket. If that makes sense. So once you lose your power in the shoulders, you don't get that bounce. And uh, when bats were jumping on the front foot to you at um, you know back of a length balls, you you know that you you've lost a, a little bit of an advantage and. Uh, that's what happened. So, 26, 27, I, I thought I was going to play forever. And 32, 33, you're just thinking, <laughs> I, I can't do this for much yeah. longer. Yeah. Fortunately, it hasn't uh, upset your other sporting prowess, which is fishing, one of your great loves. Would Werribee be a good spot for fishing? You found a few good spots um, around there? Yeah, Werribee's not a bad spot. So, I, when I was a kid, I used to go out and, and sit under the, the bridge of the Maldi Bypass there and, and catch yeah. redfin there. Um, and Dad used to drive us down the Werribee South Pier and we used to catch sleddhead and, and uh, mullet off the, the pier. Um, and then with with the fishing show, we've been up the river, so just um, fished the banks at the golf course um, for, for brim, mulloway and, and salmon. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been good fun um, around Werribee, in and around Werribee. Uh, but to be honest, Kevin, I haven't, haven't fished there for a long time. Fishing the banks of the golf course. Did you catch any of the balls that you put in the river at any stage? <laughs> there's, there's a few in there, wasn't there? <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we we uh, couldn't quite get up that far. Um, so uh, we're we're virtually under the clubhouse. As it was as far as you can go because it gets a little bit rocky and a bit shallow through there. Yep. Um, but yeah, we had a we had a look up there, and I, I must admit, I, I did have a look over because I. There's been a, a lot of lot of balls. What tee is that one? Comes around the river. Uh, it's um, the thirteenth. Fifteenth. Yeah, it is the fifteenth. Uh, so actually, now be the thirteenth or fourteenth, I reckon. So yeah, you sort of have a look at that, and you just think, nah, there's there's a lot of golf balls in here. <laughs> um, but I was focused on the fishing, and probably the way that we fished there, we probably should have been looking for golf balls. Yes. Uh, the fishing show uh, has, has been terrific. Uh, what are you into about your sixth season or fifth season now? Yeah, uh, so I just started filming the seventh season. Seventh. Um, yeah, and it's gone pretty quick. So uh, to be in a position to do that, I feel very, very privileged. Um, so obviously it's come off the, the cricket that I played, but um, to, to fish with Squizzy, 
to travel all over Australia and, and fish some great destinations, uh, it's probably a dream come true for me. Yeah. And you've had some great support. I mean, you, you've kept your uh, your ties with Werribee right throughout uh, your, your, your playing career and then uh, your post-playing career with uh, with still a lot of mates in the area. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so a few mates have gone out of the place, but mum and dad are still down at Hoppers Crossing, so I get down and see them. And uh, great mate, Rainer Reeve, is still in Werribee, so occasionally we get down to Watton Street and have a coffee. Um, still involved as, as number one ticket holder at the, the footy club. Yep. Um, unfortunately, the last couple of years, haven't been able to, to see many games, but try and get down to at least one game one game a year, um, and, and hopefully this year as things will open up, we'll, we'll get down to a few more games. Is uh, cricket uh, one of the sports that's been under a lot of pressure in terms of keeping kids involved in it, keeping them interested? Because it is a, a game that takes a considerable amount of time and a bit of travelling for the parents and stuff. Is, is cricket, do you think, in a good spot in, to, in, that, in that area, Murph? Um, yeah, really good numbers at the moment. So um, after the Ashes win a couple of years ago and then a couple of really hot series against India. Um, so India were out here, I think, two years ago and then this year, and when people see a real contest, they, they get pretty interested. So, do some coaching clinic around the around the state during the, the school holidays, and made the numbers were amazing. So, yeah. you know, when when the Australian team's going well, when and it's not so much about winning; it's about the the guys in the team. So, Pat Cummins and Steve Smith, and you know these guys that, that capture the kids' imaginations. Um, you know, they see it on TV and they want to be like them, and, and they come to coaching clinics and, and they play cricket. That like you said, it, it's it's a tough time uh, because cricket is is such is a game where it's long duration and quite often it's over two weekends and um, you know a, a lot of families really can't commit to that because you now when when I was a kid, mate, it was what um, Monday Monday to Friday it was nine to five the shops were open yeah. Saturday morning nine to twelve and mate, we had little athletics on on Saturday morning, um, but you know, the cricket now, if you want to get a kid into cricket, um, there's, there's sort of Friday night options, Wednesday night options, um, still the Saturday mornings, but yeah, it's, it's going okay, so the numbers are pretty good, to be honest. Would you, uh, as an old school fast bowler, the bouncer, is it uh, something that they will eventually get out of the game, or, or do you think it's uh, one of those things that has to remain in the game? Oh, it's one of those things that has to remain in the game, and the people that don't know cricket, will think that it's it's dangerous, but as a bowler, you bowl a bouncer, not to hit a batsman. Um, number one, you get him on the back foot, and number two, it's to, to take a wicket. Um, so, you, you know, you, if you ran in and bowled bouncers to someone like Viv Richards, you, you're just going to get smacked all over the park. Yep. So, you, you bowl a, a bouncer for a reason. I'm, I'm, I mean, to be honest, a, a lot of batsmen um, that play predominantly off the back foot and predominantly play pull shots and hook shots well, you sitting at home, I don't don't get rid of the bouncer. Because if you get rid of the bouncer, they won't be able to score. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting one. And, and I can understand that, yes, a, a few people have been hit, but there's a lot of people around the world play cricket. And the percentage of people uh, that get hit and get get um, severely injured um, is, is pretty low. So I can't see all the, all the fuss and bother over it. Yep. 
Absolutely. Uh, mate, congratulations once again on being uh, inducted into the Australian Cricket Hall of Fame. It's absolutely deserved honour for your uh, for your cricket career and it's always good to catch up with you at some stage uh, down at the Werribee Footy Club or in, uh, in Watton Street having a coffee. So uh, we know your, your heart is still uh, near and dear to the city of Wyndham. Oh, my word. And now with the, uh, the new marina out at Wyndham too, we might be doing some, uh, a little bit more fishing out there. Oh, so that's a, that's a hot spot. So, um, yeah, just... Yeah, as I say, still got a lot of friends down there, and um, mum and dad are down there, so I get down there as, as often as I can. Um, but I, I suppose with three kids and, and a, a pretty full on life, it, it's probably not as often as I'd like it to be, Kevin, to be honest. Yep, you're, you know, but whenever anyone mentions Werribee, everyone's like, oh, that's where Merv's from. It's one of those things that just, <laughs> just goes hand in hand. Just goes hand in ah, hand. Ah, well, you hope so. You Good hope on you, so. mate. Thanks for your time. Really no appreciate worries. it. No worries, Kev. Thank you. Yes, he's a good bloke, is Mervyn Gregory, and uh, always great to catch up. And uh, as you mentioned, his uh, new fishing show about to start on uh, 7 Mate, I think it's Greens on, uh, in the coming months. So make sure you uh, take advantage of that. And if you see him around uh, the streets of Werribee having a coffee in Watton Street or watching the footy down at uh, Avalon Airport Oval, give him a wave. He is a good bloke, very approachable, and uh, deservedly in the Australian Cricket Hall of Fame now uh, after what was a terrific career as a test cricketer for this country. Hope you enjoyed the chat with Merv. Plenty more to come on the uh, uh, podcast, the Talking Wyndham podcast. Uh, Look forward to your company then on behalf of the Committee for Wyndham. Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.